Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And you have found, once again, the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. E. Vandervliet here, back at the PBO studios. And of course, I am with my trusted canine co-host, Woody. Woody, how you doing, buddy? Woof. It's good to be back, Woody. It's good to be back. We missed you. Missed you on the road. It was uh, it just not the same without you. Show goes a lot more smoother with you as my alms dogs budsman. Did I say that right? Alms dog, alms dogsman. Anyway, uh, we've got a lot to talk about. If you were paying attention to the news over the weekend, uh, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you should have spent time with friends and family and stay out of the news. I wish I had because it was just a crazy weekend. So we're going to address it. First off, Sidney Powell, if you've not heard, is no longer a member of Trump's legal team. But was she ever a member of Trump's legal team? There's a lot of conflicting data and a lot of confusing information come out. What is going on? We'll talk about that. Uh, The Georgia recount. Um, By the way, there's a lot of misinformation about the Georgia recount that's coming up. I'm going to clear that up. And China, does Biden have a China problem? And if Biden has a China problem... Well, the United States has a China problem. We're going to talk about China and then, of course, the election updates, election fraud. Is there election fraud? What is the evidence? Well, there is ample evidence of election fraud, but what's going on? Why? Why? Well, the FBI is not involved. What's going on with right now the election fraud? So I'm going to get into that as well, the show. But first off, let, we're going to start off talking about Sidney Powell. Now, if you're not familiar with Sidney Powell, Sidney Powell is the, she was at that press concert conference with Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis talking about the election fraud of what's going on. And she made some very, very damning uh, accusations that millions of votes were switched from Donald Trump to Joseph Biden. So, uh, but she also made one recently that I think may be what's going on here. I'm going to get into that in a second, but let's talk about what happened over this weekend. Jenna Ellis, who is in fact one of Donald Trump's lawyers, that's not disputed, but hopefully we don't see a statement coming out soon about that, put out this statement on Sunday. November 22nd, 2020, the Trump campaign statement on legal team. Sidney Powell is practicing law on her own. She is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a lawyer for the president in his personal capacity, end quote. Uh, This is from Rudy Giuliani, attorney for President Trump and Jenna Ellis, Trump campaign senior legal advisor and attorney for the president. So what's going on? If this put you off, if this kind of knocked you on your heels, it did me as well. Uh, When I saw this come over, I'm like, what is going on? So uh, is this um, a chink in the armor of the president's legal process to overturn the election? I don't know. There, you know, here, here's where I stand on this is, Sidney uh, um, Powell said something that threw me off. I'm going to get into that too, but uh, is that the? Cr- I think it's the cusp of what's going on here. But here, here's what we do know: this president is unlike any other president that we've had in our lifetime. He is not an orthodox president. He manages his processes differently than anybody else. He trolls. He is absolutely one of the best trolls out there. And he's always, he always seems to have some kind of plan that this chaos leads to. And it is chaos. I mean, here we are in the midst of potentially one of the biggest political scandals in our lifetime, possibly even the history of politics. I mean, if 
everything that they're laying out is true, they being the Trump campaign, then this, this scandal is so huge, it, it's hard to comprehend. Because think about what they're alleging right now. Is they're alleging that the Dominion um, computer, computer system that, that we use to tabulate our votes switched votes from Trump to Biden. At least that's what Sidney Powell is saying. So Sidney Powell has come out and flat out said, I think she estimated up to 7 million votes. So we, we have that going on. And it's, if that's true, it's absolutely huge. So, I mean, and then they put out this statement over the weekend and it throws everybody off. Now the left is having a field day with it. They love it. This, this is like the best thing that has happened for the left because now they're starting to go, see, I told you so. I told you so on the right. See, here's what they're going to do. The left is going to mock you if you believe there's election fraud. This is the first thing they're going to do is they're going to mock you. Uh, the second thing they're going to do is be very, very angry at you. And the third thing they're going to do is uh, they're going to attack you. So you've got to be very cautious of where the left is because they're, they're coming out in droves. This is like catnip for them. And if you go on Twitter, they are just like, man, this fueled their fire like none other. So they are attacking the right right now. They are uh, mocking the right right now. And you know what? I got to say, this gives them fuel to do that. So what is the president up to? What does this all mean? And I mean, if you're not familiar with Denise D'Souza, he's a, a conservative documentarian uh, pundit. And he tweeted out over the weekend, has there been a falling out on the Trump team? Question mark. A difference in legal strategy? Question mark. A personality clash? Question mark. I'm trying to figure out what's going on there. Hashtag election 2020. Well, we all are. We all are trying to figure this out. Now, Cindy Powell was uh, banned from Twitter for 12 hours, what happens to all of us. Uh, allegedly banned from Facebook as well, happens to a lot of people, uh, especially on the right. And here's a statement that came from Sidney Powell through surrogates. Because right now we're hearing through her surrogates, one of them being Michael Flynn's son, uh, what exactly is going on with Sidney Powell. Here is a statement that came through one of the surrogates from Sidney Powell. Statement from Sidney Powell to We the People. I agree with the campaign statement that I am not part of the campaign's legal team. I never signed a retainer agreement or sent the president or the campaign a bill for my expenses or fees. My intent has always been to expose all the fraud I can find and let the chips fall where they may, uh, whether it be upon Republicans or Democrats. Remember that piece. Uh, my, uh, the evidence I'm compiling is overwhelming that this software tool is used to shift millions of votes from President Trump and other Republican candidates to Biden and other Democrat candidates. We are proceeding to prepare our lawsuit and plan to file it this week. It will be epic. We will not allow this great republic to be stolen by communists from without and within our own or our votes altered or manipulated by foreign actors in Hong Kong, Iran, Venezuela, or Serbia, for example, who have neither regard for human life nor the people who are the engine of this exceptional country. Hashtag we the people elected Donald Trump and other Republican candidates to restore the vision of America as a place of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. You may assist this effort by making a time taxable donation, et cetera, et cetera, to the, um, I'm not going to go into that where fund is because, you know, and it signed Sidney Powell. So again, this came through surrogates. So the validity of this, I'm not even sure about, to be honest with you. So I didn't want to give the fund if you're interested in helping her, you can go find her. You know, I'm sure you can find her at sydneypowell.com. Do a 
quick search. But that was her statement through a surrogate, again, because she's locked out of her social media files. So why? Why did this happen? What's going on? Uh, now, she said something over the weekend that set me back. And I'm going to explain. I want to play what she said, and then I'm going to tell you why it set me back. Ask you about the state of Georgia. Obviously, yesterday, you know, the governor there, he um, certified the election for Joe Biden. It's about 12,000 votes. And what you see, will Georgia switch? Yeah, that's a total farce. Uh, Georgia's probably going to be the first state I'm going to blow up. And, and Mr. Kemp and the Secretary of State need to go with it because they're in on the Dominion scam with their last-minute purchase or award of a contract to Dominion of $100 million. The State Bureau of Investigation for Georgia ought to be looking into the financial benefits received by Mr. Kemp and, and uh, the Secretary of State's family about that time. And another benefit Dominion was created to award is what I would call election insurance. That's why Hugo Chavez had it created in the first place. But I also wonder where he got the technology, where it actually came from, because I think it's hammer and scorecard from the CIA. Just to clarify, you're saying that Governor Kemp, who's been a longtime ally of the president, is, a, is directly involved because of financial benefit in the conspiracy to defeat the president in Georgia? We have certainly been told that there is evidence of that and it would warrant an investigation if anybody were actually going to do an honest investigation. What more could you tell us about that alleged conspiracy? Is the governor's I can't. Yeah, I can't give you any more details on that now, but it would certainly warrant an investigation. Georgia. If it had been reported to me as a law enforcement officer, I would be investigating it steadfastly. You, you know, I know you say you, you want to do your arguing in court. You are an attorney. You're not a press secretary. But you all did have a press conference last week. Jordan Sekulow said that there's going to be a filing soon in Georgia that would be explosive. Can you tell us anything? Can you make some news with us here tonight? Tell us anything new that you're going to present in that filing in Georgia. Well, I'm, I, I can't say that yet, but hopefully this week we will we will get it ready to file. Sydney, what's and it, it will it will be biblical, biblical. Let me ask you. Okay, so a couple of things here is she's flat out accusing Brian Kemp and uh, Brad Ratzenberger. I think I'm saying his name right. The uh, Secretary of State of um, corruption. Now, when I heard this, and this is before Jenna Ellis put out that statement that Sydney Powell is no longer a part of the legal team or was not a part of the legal team, apparently never was. Um, I was like, whoa, wait, whoa, wait, wait, back. Well, I, had to, I had to take a moment and back up. I'm like, hold on. I live, as most of you know, in the state of Georgia. And we have a large listening base to the show from the state of Georgia, too. So you all probably thought the same thing I did. It's like, what? Brian Kemp is on the take? Now, you know what this does? Is now this is going to put into question to the left of the election when Brian Kemp was elected into office. Because remember, it was uh, a tight race between him and Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams had st has yet to concede the election, to be honest with you. I mean, that's how weird this election was. Now, he won by 55,000 votes, I believe it was. So it was a pretty, pretty um, uh, uh, clear-cut election. But now this throws that into question. So is this the reason why the Trump camp severed ties with Sidney Powell? Uh, as Newsweek put out, because like I said, the left is going to go crazy. Their headline, Sidney Powell undermined Georgia GOP during critical or crucial Senate runoff before Trump campaign cut her loose. Now, 
they didn't, I mean, did they cut her loose? Was, was she ever, she was never on the team according to reports. So it's hard to say if she was cut loose when she was never on there. She'd never been paid by the Trump campaign, but clearly this is distancing the Trump campaign from Sidney Powell. So, uh, you know, the question is what, what does it all mean? I mean, you got also Lynn Wood, who is an attorney who is not being paid by the Trump campaign as well in the same capacity. He's in the same capacity as Sidney Powell, but there's no statement on Lynn Wood. So was it because of what she said about Trump or Kemp? I believe it was. As I look at this, I see it as, okay, the Trump campaign's going, wait a minute. Um, one is, do we have, now this is going to throw the legitimacy of Kemp's win as governor of Georgia into question. And do they want to be associated with that? Then they need the Trump, the Kemp campaign, they need Kemp to help facilitate uh, the process, the recount here in Georgia. But then there's the, the Senate runoff race. I mean, the Senate runoff race here in Georgia has national implications. It is the firewall between the Democrats and complete control of the U.S. government. If they have control of the House and they have the presidency and they have the Senate, I mean, the damage that they can do to this country is unfathomable. I mean, they, can, they will stack the courts, the Supreme Court, to over. Uh, uh, to overcome their deficit in the Supreme Court, to overturn what Trump has achieved in the Supreme Court. And again, that's one of his biggest achievements domestically, is he has three court justices on the Supreme Court. It was a wishy-washy 5-4 court. It is a solid 5-4 court now to conservatism and a wishy-washy 6-3. He is, for, for, for a, a generation, has solidified the hold of conservatism or at least constitutionalism in the Supreme Court based on the picks that he's put on the Supreme Court. So the implications here are huge. If Sidney Powell is ruffling these feathers, then the Trump campaign's got to be, you know, they've got to worry about the long term, the, the long game, as I've been saying. And is the Senate race part of it? Is the relationship between the governor of Georgia and the president part of it? Is this why this statement came out? It's, you know, uh, she flat out accused Joe, uh, uh, Brian Kemp and the Secretary of State of Corruption that they were basically paid. That's a salacious charge. I got a problem with that. I'll be quite honest with you. When she said that, I've been a very adamant, uh, ardent supporter of Sidney Powell. I, she's putting her credibility on the line here, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, she is a very accomplished lawyer, um, very respected lawyer, and she's putting it all on the line. I mean, all on the line. So here's where we stand. And, you know, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater just yet. Uh, I am concerned. Uh, I think everybody's concerned. But here's where I see this play going. Is one, we don't know what Trump's got in his back pocket. He is the ultimate troll. They do. Trump throws out meat to the press and meat to the left all the time to distract them from what's really going on. And so let's talk about the Georgia election here in a minute or the recount. And that may be it. I don't know. But the, the Trump campaign had, or Donald Trump himself, uh, he, he's, he, cre he creates all this chaos. 
but he, but he's able to control this chaos. Normal people, and I'm not. And Trump is by any way normal. Uh, would couldn't control all this chaos. I mean, it's just it's the the amount of chaos that has been this four years, and and it's had to happen. By the way, and the only reason this chaos works is because the left are just so adamant at taking this president out. They have been since day one. So he creates this chaos, and they don't know what to do, where to turn. And it's just, you watch him maneuver it, and he keeps winning and winning and winning. But this, this is huge. I mean, we're talking election fraud on a massive scale. We're talking treason from people that are actually doing this. We're talking the disenfranchisement of an entire block of voters in the United States of America. We're talking about, if this is true, what she, Sidney Powell, has alleged, we're talking about the United States becoming a banana republic. Our elections are sacrosanct, and they are what keeps us together as a nation. If our elections are compromised, as she is alleging, as the Trump campaign even is alleging, then as a nation, we are no longer the United States of America. We are simply a banana republic. I mean, you go back and you look at all the evidence so far, and there is a lot of evidence of election fraud. I'm sorry, there just is for those on the left who think there is not. I'm going to get into that in another segment of the show today. But absolutely, there's election fraud. So what's the game here? You know, we're going to see Sidney Powell at this point in time uh, needs to shit or get off the pot, period, end of story. The Trump campaign has pretty much put her out on her own. Uh, the Trump campaign has pretty much said, hey, you know, she's not part of us, but she was. We all have to admit that. So is this a chink in the armor? But if she can produce the goods, just wow. Now, if it doesn't happen by Wednesday, it's not going to happen. Um, and, I, and I'm trying my best to not to be so pessimistic, but it's getting to the point, ladies and gentlemen, where we got to start thinking rationally and clearly. If goods aren't produced by Wednesday, it's the day before Thanksgiving. Uh, it's just not going to happen. We've been burned too many times. We have been told things too many times. The Durham report, I mean, even the left, you've been burned too. You thought the Mueller report was going to bring justification to you. We on both sides of this aisle have been once bitten, twice shy, too many times. It's time for our elected officials, our public officials that are involved in our government to absolutely get off the pot if they have nothing. It's time for it all to hit the fan. We are at a point in our history, in my lifetime, your lifetime, where if serious action doesn't happen, we just need to go on. Business as usual and let the pot boil and the frog burn. So it's frustrating. It's absolutely frustrating. So uh, this is it. This is the week. So Sidney Powell, if you got it, produce it. If you don't, Move aside. We've got things going on in this election to, that we see fraud uh, in Michigan, in Wisconsin, in Georgia, in Arizona, in Nevada. We've got, we've got documented proof of this. The Trump campaign has um, uh, um, uh, affidavits after affidavits after affidavits after affidavits, which is absolutely proof in the court of law. It is evidence, not proof. It's evidence. It's evidence in the court of law. So there, you can't say there's not evidence. There's a lot of evidence, but we got to see something now. Lynn Wood, who is also working on his own, has affidavit after affidavit after affidavit. Now, but again, the Trump campaign hasn't separated themselves from Lynn Wood. Maybe they will today. Maybe they will by the time I finish recording this, because he said some pretty salacious things as well. He's brought up 
how he's going to uncover this whole cabal of pedophilia in our U.S. government. It's crazy. It's crazy what we're going through right now. And it's easy for all of us to start being disenfranchised and say, all right, I've had enough. I want off this crazy train. It's, it's getting too much. And it has. And unless they start to produce the evidence, I don't know how much longer the majority uh, of us who are believing and want to believe and want this election to not go to Joe Biden. It's getting harder and harder to be on the gravy, the gravy train. All right, when I get on the next segment here real quick, we're going to talk about the Georgia election. All right, so let's get, let's get into what's going on in Georgia, the state of Georgia, my home state right now. There is a recount that is going to happen, and a lot of people are saying, oh, they've already counted once. Uh, you know, you lost. Trump lost. They should just give it up. They've already counted once. No, they haven't counted once, actually. So there's a lot of mis information or misconception of what's going on in the state of Georgia right now. So let's start from the beginning is during the uh, election, um, when the counts were totaled up, Donald Trump and Joseph Biden were within like 0.3% of each other. Now, I, I may have mentioned in the past that there's an automatic 0.5% recount. There's not, but it can be called for from the state. So it, according to Georgia law, see, there are processes in place here, and that's what people are missing. If they would just go and read the Georgia Constitution, all of this would be clear, but our media are so lazy that they just can't do it. And then, of course, all the Twitter warriors out there are just so uh, stupid that they, they just follow and believe anything that's thrown at them. Their cognitive bias is so strong that they just want to believe that the, uh, Biden won Georgia flat out and nothing else should happen. Well, that's just not how it works. There are laws to be governed here. Now, so here's, here's in, a, in a nutshell, what's going on in the state of Georgia. The election was within 0.5%. Now, if it's within 0.5%, in this case, 0.3%, the officials in the state can call for an audit. This was not a recount. It was an audit. So Brad Ratzenberg, the Secretary of State, called for an audit. Now, he's a Republican, okay? He's come out and he said he supports Donald Trump. You can call him wishy-washy, whatever you want. And yeah, he is a bit wishy-washy. But here are the facts. The facts are that he called for this audit, and that's all it was, is an audit. And all it did was tabulate the number of ballots with what was in the computer. That's it. And they found some missing votes along the way. I think Trump got about 12,000, or not 12,000, 5,000 more votes out of it. So Biden's lead was a little over 12,000 at the end of it. Now, what has to happen for a full recount to happen is this process has to go through. They have to, they have to audit and then certify the election. And then once the election is certified, either side can request a recount. They have two days to request a recount. So in the state of Georgia, what happened was we were within a, a half a percent. So according to Georgia law, the elected officials can call for an audit. They called for the audit. This is Brad Ratzenberger. And then it has to be certified in order for a recount to happen. And that is exactly what's going on in the state of Georgia. So now the Trump campaign has requested the, I believe it was on Saturday, they requested to a, a recount in the state of Georgia. Yeah, here it is from uh, NBC News. Here is Atlanta. President Donald Trump's campaign said Saturday it is seeking a second recount. Now this is where this 
reporter got it wrong. It is not a second recount. That's what's got to be understood here. The first was not a full recount. It was an audit according to Georgia law. So now this is really the recount. So the Trump campaign had 48 hours, two days from when the state was certified, the election was certified. Uh, they, they certified the election on Friday. Now, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, has come out and said that they should request a recount, and they have. This is exactly what, ha by law in the state of Georgia, that should happen. So now we've got, and it's starting, from what I understand, it could start either today. I'm talking, to, I'm, I'm recording this on a Monday, the 23rd, I believe, or tomorrow, but it's going to start. So now what they can do in the recount is they'll verify signatures against the ballots, et cetera, et cetera. This is where they will verify all these ballots. Now, in order for Trump to win the state of Georgia, he's got to invalidate a little over 12,000 votes. So I guess you got to say 13,000 so it gives him the uh, the win. But that's that's what's going on in Georgia. The people that are saying, and you see this on social media all the time, that he lost once, now he's going to lose, or he lost once, he lost the second time, he's going to lose a third time. That's just not how it works. There are laws to be followed, and that's what the state of Georgia is doing. Now, the Secretary of State has come out and said that the, there was no issues in this election. Of course he's going to say that. I mean, he has to. Now, they've already fired one uh, county official where they found some missing votes, so there, there are some irregularities here in the state of Georgia. Now, also, there's another story out there that they found a voting machine in Savannah and at the side of some bar. So, again, <sighs> you know, people not doing research, not fleshing things out, not having a little bit of intellectual curiosity will glom onto that as there's election fraud. How can they find a voting machine at the side of a bar in Savannah, Georgia in the grass? Okay, it wasn't a current voting machine. It was one of the older voting machines from 2018. Now, there is a problem here because these voting machines are supposed to be secured. Apparently, they were keeping them at some facility in Savannah, Georgia. How this one got out, who knows? Hasn't been a, 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 a divulged yet, I guess is what I'm looking for, from whomever is doing the investigation of how this voting machine, again, it's, it's from 2018. How did it wind up in a grassy field and, and the side of a bar in Savannah, Georgia? So I'm sure that'll come out eventually. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got to keep our heads level here. So again, let's recap. In the state of Georgia, what's going on? is now the official recount is happening. Now, now we are starting to see a, a recount in the state. Before it was an audit as per Georgia law, and I'm not going to cite the law and all that stuff, but according to the law, everything is proceeding the way it should be proceeding. It is, there is nothing nefarious going on in the state of Georgia. There is nothing that uh, Brad Ratzenberger is doing that he shouldn't be doing. So now you go back to Sidney Powell, called out the Secretary of State and the governor is corrupt. So now you start seeing why there's a problem here. Now we're not done. We're not, we don't, Georgia is not done. Now also, by the way, what happens is if they find irregularities in um, the, the recount, the one that they're about to do, the state will, the, the vote will be recertified, meaning that if the, they can eliminate a lot of these fraudulent ballots, and there's a lot of uh, election fraud that came out of Georgia, allegedly, I'll get into that in just a second, but if they could throw out these uh, fraudulent ballots, then um, if it's enough, if it is 
uh, over, well, it's going to have to be around 13,000. Trump now is the lead. They recertify the state as Trump is the winner. So that's, that's what's got to happen. So it's, they're following the law. They're following the practices. They're following what needs to be done right now in order for the state of Georgia, if it's going to be flipped, to be flipped. It's, it's that simple. What is happening in Georgia is state law. We could not get to Donald Trump winning the state if we did not go through this process. So the, state, the, the election had to be certified first. And then the uh, election will be recertified if one of the other candidates, if it switches by who's winning, if Trump wins. Now, the question is, why did they go do, why did they do the first recount? Why did they do the first audit? Well, there's just a lot of pressure. I mean, all of what's going on across the country with this election, the pressure from the, the administration, the, the pressure from voters, especially the Georgia voters. So the state decided, Brad Ratzenberger decided to do this audit, again, per state law. So everything is, everything is following the way it has to follow. Now, these are politicians. Kemp is a politician. Uh, the Secretary of State is a politician. They were elected to their position. So they've got to you know, do that arm's length crap that politicians do that really pisses people off. And what I mean by that is Rassenberger, the Secretary of State, and I may be saying his name wrong. Who cares? Um, you know, he's, he's keeping a distance by saying, oh, there's integrity in Georgia election, blah, blah, blah. We've already found um, mistakes. So then that, that credibility is already shot. So he needs to stop saying that kind of stuff. And he needs to, what he needs to be saying is we want to make sure that every legal vote is counted and every vote is accurate. Now, what Lynn Wood has done is a lot of affidavits. He's filed a lot of affidavits, and he's also, you know, doing this on his own in the state of Georgia. He lives here in the Atlanta metropolitan area. And what he has found is there is several questionable practices that people have seen, such as there were a lot of ballots, thousands upon ballots here in the state of Georgia that came through that had no creases that were perfectly filled out. And they were all for Joe Biden, every single one of them. Now, what's the likelihood of that? It's just improbable. Is this, That's the problem with this election. But, you know, uncovering election fraud is a monumental task. And this is why this is so contentious. And this is why this is just so difficult to, to follow and to wait for. We don't have much time. Uh, that's the thing about what's going on right now is there's just not a lot of time. Here, here's what's got to happen. The states are ratifying the elections. Um, once the states ratify the elections, then whoever wins, whoever is ratified to be the winner, um, the, their electors go to the Electoral College. And the Electoral College then goes, they vote on December 14th. Regardless, there, there's going to be a vote with the Electoral College on December 14th, no matter the outcome. It just simply, it's by constitu via constitution, it's constitutional law, that we will have a vote in the Electoral College in, on December 14th, regardless of what is going on in any state. So there's two avenues of uh, victory here for the Trump campaign. And one of them, well, you know, the third avenue is gone. Having 270 electoral uh, votes out of the election. Right now, as it stands in all the states, Biden has, I think, 306, which I think, ironically, is the same number that Trump won by in the last election. But anyway, uh, regardless of that, what 
the other avenues for Trump's win is that he overturns these um, these states: Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, uh, Wisconsin. So you know he's got to turn over enough states to where he gets 270 electoral votes. That's not looking very likely. That is just not looking likely because the Electoral College, that, that date is fast approaching. December 14th is just around the corner. So what has, what, now what his avenue for victory, the other avenue for victory is, he's got to suspend or prevent some states from going to the Electoral College. So let's say here, the state of Georgia, they've already certified the election. So if everything stands as it is right now in the state of Georgia, I think we have 16 electoral votes, they go to the Electoral College and they vote for Biden. So, and there is another path to victory for Trump I'll talk about here in just a second. Now, we've been certified in Georgia, but there's a recount. Now, I'm not sure if that recount prevents those electorals from electors going to the Electoral College. I don't think it does because it's been certified. So what has to happen in the state of Georgia is with this recount is it has to be recertified if Trump is the winner. Now, they've there in Pennsylvania, what's going on right now, there was a, um, a setback, as some would say, in Pennsylvania. Uh, the Trump campaign in Pennsylvania argued before the courts there that there were votes were, were, were fraudulent votes, but the judge, who is an Obama appointee but is also a Republican, uh, threw it out threw it out that they didn't have sufficient evidence. Rudy Giuliani since thanked the judge for being so quick because now what they need to do with Pennsylvania is Pennsylvania is the one that's got to, that will go to the Supreme Court if the Trump campaign can get everything done in time. So what's happened in Pennsylvania is the lower court thrown it out, so they appealed, and they appealed already. They appealed, they appealed uh, I believe, uh, I saw the appeal yesterday, Sunday. So they've officially appealed the court decision in Pennsylvania. That's a step to the Supreme Court. So if they can get it to the Supreme Court in time prior to that December 14th date, it'll hold up Pennsylvania. And those 20 electoral votes either will not be a part of the Electoral College or the Supreme Court will say you have to do this, that, and the other, and meaning you've got to recount here, recount there, whatever the Supreme Court says. And, and that's one of the paths to victory. The, one of the paths to victory for Trump is to prevent Biden from getting 270 electoral votes. That's where we're at. That's why all these is going on, what's going on. Uh, in Michigan, they're having some certification issues in Michigan. Remember those two uh, canvassers, the legislators, had said that they're going to certify, then they recanted because they were pressured into certified, and there's ample evidence that they were. There's a recount going on in Wisconsin right now, two counties that are very liberal, where uh, potentially if this recount turns over Wisconsin to Trump. So in Wisconsin, what the Trump campaign is trying to do is they're trying to get the votes uh, overturned or recounted to where Wisconsin goes to Trump. What they're trying to do in Michigan, in my opinion, is they're trying to prevent Michigan from going to the Electoral College. They're also, in my opinion, trying to prevent Pennsylvania from going to the Electoral College. Uh, over in Arizona, the governor of Arizona said that he will not certify, sign off on certification of the results until all the irregularities are taken care of, and they have not been yet. There's lawsuits in Arizona. There's lawsuits in Nevada. So that's, that's his path, and it's a difficult path. I mean, what's going on right now, and the, you know, the question's going to be what does the American, what is the American appetite for all this? And as each day passes, the appetite of your average everyday American is getting less and less and less for this. People are getting tired of it. And uh, it's wearing people down. And in the court of public opinion, 
right now, if you had people are pretty much getting over with the holidays are here. They're going to focus on the holidays with their family. They don't want this election nonsense over their head, but they will have it over their head. So December 14th is the target date. That's the date that is the crucial date. Now, um, Electoral College, there's some interesting facts about there because uh, I'll get into this real quick and then we'll end this segment of the PBL podcast. Is here, you know, there's, there's a website, um, history.hos.gov, and Electoral College facts. You know, established in Article 2, Section 1 of the U.S. Constitution, the Electoral College is the formal body which elects the president and vice president of the United States. Each state has a many electors in the Electoral College as it has representatives and senators in the United States Congress. And the District of Columbia has three electors. When voters go to the polls in a presidential election, they actually are voting for the slate of electors vowing, that's the key word, vowing to cast their ballot for that ticket in the electoral college. So each state has a set number of electors based on the legislators that they have, Congress critters, so to speak. Uh, And if, again, as outlined in the Constitution, December, I think it's like the second Tuesday of the December, the electorals will vote. In this particular case, it's going to be December 14th. And if the electorals are all there, they vote anyway, regardless. And if either candidate cannot get to 270, and this has happened, by the way, a few times in the history of our nation. I believe it was three times this has happened. Uh <clears throat> in our nation where there weren't enough, the candidate did not get enough electoral votes. And a couple of times it's because there were multiple candidates running. So we pretty much have devolved into a two party system, Republican, Democrat, but let's say there was another party in there and they got so many electoral votes that it prevented the other two candidates from getting electoral votes. It goes to the house and the house will vote. The house, uh, each state has two votes. Uh, you, your state, whatever state you live in, has two votes, one for the presidency of the United States, one for the vice presidency of the United States. In the past, in our country, we have actually had an election where the president was elected through the Electoral College or through the, the House because it didn't the, there weren't enough votes in the Electoral College where a candidate from one party became president, a candidate from the other party became vice president. That can absolutely happen. So actually, it's two presidential elections. The election of 1800 and the election of 1824 have been decided in the House. Uh, but though not officially a contingent, this is where I thought the third one is election. In 1876, South Carolina, Florida, and Louisiana submitted certification cert- certificates of elections for both candidates. A bipartisan commission of representative senators and Supreme Court justice reviewed the ballots and awarded all three states electorals to Ruth Ruby Hayes of Ohio, who won the presidency by a simple electoral vote. So there's one that was not officially a contingent of the election, but in 1876, something like this, this was, this went through the constitution. So our forefathers, and sorry if that was a little muddled, I'll link to this um, history, this history.house.gov article, because it explains it beautifully and, and what happens in a contingent, because this would be a contingent election. So in a contingent election, in the case of an electoral college deadlock, or if no candidate receives the majority of votes, a contingent election is held. The election of the president goes to the House of Representatives. Each state delegation casts one vote for one of the top three contenders to determine a winner. In this case, two contenders, but it's one for the presidency and one for the vice presidency. If this happens, 
we we are in an amazing time. <laughs> I mean, we are literally witnessing history if this happens. I mean, literally, if it goes to the house. I mean, as somebody who loves politics and just eats this stuff daily, I this is like uh, it would be amazing. I I I you know I know that a lot of people's emotions will be up in arms and all that kind of stuff, but this would absolutely be amazing if this went to the house for a vote. And if it does go to the house, there's no guarantee, by the way that either candidate will win. And here's why I say that. Currently, the Republicans um, have control in 26 of the states, I believe. So that means it would be a slim majority in one of the states could, could change their vote to Biden because people's emotions are running so high. There's no guarantee, but Trump's path to victory right now is, is slim. It is, can he flip some states or can he prevent some states from going to the Electoral College and it goes to the House? Those are his two paths to victories, and they are slim. This is not, not an easy chore. But like I said in the past, this is a fighter. But what's, what just happened with Sidney Powell doesn't help. It doesn't help. Anyway, thank you for listening to this part of the PBL podcast. I know this is kind of wonky stuff, but, man, we are in some trying times. These are, I mean, we have history is uh, literally playing out right before our eyes. This is, this is an election book uh, or a history book election. Your children, my children, grandchildren, generations will be reading about what you and I are witnessing in real time. Again, thank you for listening to this uh, section of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Please do visit our website. Our social media links are all there. Uh, we are active on Twitter. My handle on Twitter is the PBL Podcast. Uh, and my handle on Parlor, I've been a lot more active on Parlor, is also at the PBL Podcast. On our YouTube channel, it is Politics and Brown Liquor. Please do go there and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. It helps us with the algorithms. As well as if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, Apple iTunes, please subscribe as well. And and give us a five-star rating. It helps us move up in the algorithm because remember, life is not the matrix. Life is an algorithm. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor.